It's Friday, the 3rd of March, 2023. Welcome to the Fast Five by Fear and Greed, where we give you the top five business stories you need to know in just five minutes. I'm Michael Thompson, and good morning, Sean Aylmer. Good morning, Michael. Sean, five stories in five minutes, and oh, we've got some crackers coming up. Story number one, Sean, the pace of declines in house prices has slowed, and in Sydney, prices actually increased last month. Overall, capital city average prices fell 0.1% and are down nearly 10% from their peak. Yes, definitely good news, but one reading doesn't make a trend. CoreLogic figures show that house prices across the capital cities have fallen for 10 months now, but February's drop was the smallest since May last year. And as you mentioned, Michael, Sydney prices actually rose by 0.3%. Now, all other capital cities went backwards, but the pace of that decline was slower. Hobart fell most, 1.4%. Canberra was down 0.5%. Brisbane and Melbourne, 0.4%. Adelaide, 0.2%. And Perth, 0.1%. Peak to trough, Sydney still has had the biggest fall, down nearly 14%. Is this a change in what's going to happen to house prices? Too soon to say. Plenty of economists out there think prices still have a way to go down. Certainly, the fact that there isn't as much stock on the market is helping cushion price falls and the full impact of all the rate rises over the past year or so plus a couple of anticipated hikes in coming months, will keep the pressure on. But there are also reasons to be optimistic. Auction clearance rates are higher. Migration's back big time. And people coming to Australia need somewhere to live. And the rental market is so hot, some people would choose to take the leap and buy a home. Who knows, but it's going to be a very interesting few months in the housing market. Yeah, sure will be. Sean, story number two, this has a pretty remarkable stat in it. New building approvals fell 28% in January to their lowest level in more than a decade. And this isn't good news for tradies and people in that sector. And just the fact that that sector, when people build a house, they buy fridges and things like that. So they fill the house. So it actually helps retailers as well. We know the sector's in trouble, but the numbers are almost too bad to be true. The state numbers are extraordinary. New South Wales down 49%, Victoria 39%, Tasmania 32%. Obviously, the Bureau of Statistics series is volatile, but still, in trend terms, approvals are now 43% below their peak two years ago. In fact, they're below pre-pandemic levels. Not great news for all those tradies out there. Sean, story number three, it's really kind of a question for all those beer drinkers out there. Is the craft beer revolution over? Perhaps it is. The $1 billion craft beer segment in cans and bottles at bottle shops went backwards for the first time last year. According to a story in the Financial Review, drinkers went back to pubs and bars, leaving many craft brewers feeling the pinch. The other side of this for them is that costs are going up. For example, the cost of an aluminium can jumped 11% in 2022. Now, there has been a few companies that have gone to the wall. Tribe Brewing, which owns Stockade Brewing, Mornington Peninsula Brewery and Wild, earlier this week went into receivership. Queensland craft brewer Ballistic Beer went into administration in late January. Sean, story number four. Uh, Look, let's just roll with this and see how we go. That does come with a little bit of a warning that if there's kids listening, it it may require a little bit of explanation. But a Jetstar supervisor has lost his claim that he was unfairly dismissed for failing to report a subordinate who fondled his genitals and regularly passed wind loudly and publicly, the Fair Work Commission has found. Yeah, some stories are just too good to ignore. And again, I have to thank the Normally Sober Financial Review for this one. The supervisor had argued his sacking was harsh and unjust because while he was fired for not reporting the abhorrent behaviour, the offending subordinate kept his job. But Fair Work Commissioner Philip Ryan rejected the case after finding the two matters were not comparable because although the subordinate's conduct constituted a sexual harassment, 
the supervisor failed in his higher duty to report it. Now, the case was sparked when the subordinate alleged the supervisor had singled him out at meetings for errors, while another engineer alleged the supervisor publicly mocked colleagues. The supervisor responded by alleging the subordinate would pet and display his erect penis through his trousers on multiple occasions, while others had complained the subordinate was overly flatulent. While farting in the office occurred, the supervisor argued it was different with the subordinate, as he would not hesitate to, and I quote, put his legs up on the table and part his butt cheeks and fart for as long as possible. Oh, you nearly made it through, Sean. I nearly made it through. But the attempt to damage the subordinate's credibility backfired as Jetstar started investigating the supervisor for not reporting or disciplining the subordinate for what it said was sexual harassment and breaches of its code of conduct. Commissioner Ryan said the supervisor's argument for staying silent on the alleged sexual harassment was simply unacceptable, and he had a duty to escalate significant breaches of the code of conduct. Not much more to say about that one. No, I think we'll have to go to space to top that one, Sean. Story number five, Japan has picked a doctor and a banker to become its first new astronauts in more than a decade, which is a pretty important step in the nation's ambitions to join the US and China and sending people back to the moon. Yes, the 28-year-old doctor works for the Red Cross and the 46-year-old banker is a senior employee of the World Bank. The Japan Aerospace Exploration Agency selected the pair for more than 4,000 applicants. Like many industries in Japan, there's just a dearth of young astronauts. The average current age is 52. At NASA, it's 34. The US and Japan are hoping an astronaut from Japan will head to the moon as part of NASA's Artemis program. There we go. The top five business stories in five minutes. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Michael. It's Friday, the 3rd of March, 2023. Remember to hit follow on the podcast. And if five minutes isn't enough, you can find our longer daily show called Fear and Greed, wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Michael Thompson, and that was The Fast Five by Fear and Greed. Have a great day. Listener.